the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Rob Black Podcast. Check out Rob every weekday morning from 10 to noon on 910 AM and Talk910.com. And now, Rob Black and your money. Call Rob 1 800 345 5639. Here's Rob Black on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Happy Thursday to you. Tis I, Rob Black, June 10th, 2010. I'm excited the World Cup starts tomorrow, so I'll be slightly distracted. It's my favorite sport to watch next to the Stanley Cups finals when your team is involved in that that series. But the World Cup soccer is just fun. Nations. Nations. Pull for their team. It's unlike uh, any other sporting event that we're used to. It's kind of like the Olympics times 10. Because it doesn't have that you know wimpy Olympic feel to it. It's 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 men. It's men playing on the the pitch with a round ball, and it's nations pulling for their players. It's kind of a cool cool thought, you know. In the NBA, you have Chicago against San Francisco, and do we really hate Chicago? Of course not. So it, it turns into this little false rivalry. But this is: do we really hate France? Hell yeah, we hate France. Do we want to dance and do the Watusi on their grave? Hell yeah, we want to dance and do the Watusi on their grave. So this is an exciting tournament. And uh, we're going to open against uh, England Saturday morning at 10.30. So i got to get up and do my chores Saturday at 6 a.m. So I'm done for the day. So I can sit back and watch some soccer. So that's where I'm at. I'm a little distracted. It's summertime. Wall Street's a little distracted. It's summertime. Pam Moore, who I love at Cron. Her and I have kind of a contentious relationship. She's a, a liberal who lives in Oakland. She's got a little color on her skin. I am a person who cares about money. I got no color on my skin. I'm about as white as white can be. You put me in the sun for 10 minutes and I burn, I chafe. It's not pretty. It's kind of unattractive to say the, the least. But Wall Street is on vacation. Sometimes I believe that phrase. Buy and man, sell and man, go away. It's a phrase on Wall Street that most of the action happens in October, November, December, January, February, March, April. And during the summer months, you know, people are moving. They're not spending as much on the general economy. In the summer, people are going on vacation. So salespeople for more aren't closing deals. In the summer, people uh, are on vacation. So even if there is a salesperson at Oracle, you may not be able to find the, the person at the, the company he's trying to sell to. So the economy kind of slows a little bit in the summer. Not totally true. But a little bit enough so that, you know, on years like this, I really don't care what happens in the stock market this summer. I don't care what I'm doing this summer is I'm coming up with a shopping list of things that I really want to own. I don't see a catalyst moving higher. A little later in the show, we're going to talk about what catalyst do you see? I'm going to give you two catalysts that can move us higher. I want you to put on your brainiac cap right now and start thinking about what do you see that could potentially move us higher? I'll tell you. Actually, if I were to throw in a third, I'll, th- throw, I'll go ahead and tell you my third. It would be valuation. Stock's cheap. And the economy is doing okay. We're, we're hearing Ben Bernanke say it's okay. We're not hiring a lot of people, but it's okay. That's one thing that can move us higher. I got two more. 
to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. I'll, I'll start that discussion in just a little bit. we got tons of great content for you today. We really, really do. But let's start with a little opening bell action. The New York Stock Exchange today opened as a report shows new claims for jobless benefits dipped less than forecast. The Labor Department says the initial claims for unemployment benefits fell 3,000 to 456,000. Any number over 400,000, bad, bad, bad. Well, maybe not bad. 500,000, bad. 450, not good, not good. So when the number's under 400,000, we're probably adding jobs. But unemployment claims, we, we marched a lot of people last week to the unemployment office. The Dow's up 175 today. Sweet. NASDAQ up 30. S&P 500 up 18. Two days ago, we had an up market. Yesterday, we had an up market, and then it closed down. Today, I don't know. Maybe we're up till the end of the day, and the last 15 minutes, we closed down. It's tough to say. It's tough to say. Um, where do I go with that? Holy macro. Let's go to the next story. Foreclosures. This is one of those things that we're eyeballing. You know, what can move the stock market higher? What can move us? Could be employment jobs. It could, but I don't see that. It could be housing rebounding, but I don't see that. Because the latest number on home foreclosures, here you go. Foreclosure filings decreasing overall by 3% in May from the previous month, according to RealtyTrack, which follows such filings, and they were less than 1% above the level one year earlier. It does reflect that one in every 400 U.S. housing units received a foreclosure filing during the month, but RealtyTrack says that shows activities leveling off, at least for now. So the foreclosure numbers are still problematic. Um, I did a, a nice research piece yesterday that I was doing some work with on forecl- on home prices. And no one sees home prices bottoming at least until third quarter this year. Uh, now that we've got those home tax credits subsiding, most people see it third quarter this year, maybe sometime in 2012. So that's the, the wiggle room of when, when home prices hit a bottom. Some people say third quarter this year. More and more people are trying to build a consensus on that. Elsewhere in the world of business news, House and Senate members, they're going to start horse trading today. What is horse trading? Does it sound, is it as awful as it sounds? They're trying to craft a final version of a 1,500-page measure to overhaul the nation's financial systems. Fox News Radio's Chad Pergram has this from Capitol Hill. It's called a conference committee, but it may as well be known as a congressional Cuisinart, where members of the House and Senate blend the bills passed by their respective chambers into a definitive unified product. The banking industry is closely watching the process. In particular, it's studying provisions which could cost it billions of dollars in revenue from debit card transactions. There are also elements focused transactions called derivatives. President Obama wants the last version of the legislation to his desk by the 4th of July. At the Capitol, Chad Pergram, Fox News Radio. This is a mad rush to get legislation through at this point in time because we saw a ton of incumbents get ousted in the recent primaries. It's a growing trend, and Congress has a very limited amount of time where they've got a majority to try to craft as much partisan bills as possible. Um, I'm against overregulation. I'm going to tell you something that, again, this is just me. This is my years of doing this. This is me growing up in a conservative family. This is me growing up in a Catholic family. This is me working on Wall Street. This is me managing billions of dollars. The more you regulate something, the more profit comes out of it. And the more profit that comes out of it, the less incentive there is to do it. Wall Street, whether it's good or bad, whether it's evil or or angelic, it does create capitalism. It does. And capitalism is ugly and it's creative. We've seen the creative side on the Internet. We've seen the creative side on the mobile apps that are coming out right now. 
We've seen the creative side, but we've also seen the destructive side. So the more we regulate, the less creative we're going to be. Maybe the less destructive we're going to be, but also the less creative. I hate seeing it. We've got about 20 weeks until the election. This is going to be the craziest election. It's going to be fantastically wonderful to watch because the moment you saw like Whitman secure her primary, the moment you saw Jerry Brown know that Whitman secured the primary, they started jabbing at each other. Fantastic. It's going to be a, a, a mudslinging campaign. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. If you live out of the Bay Area, you can call 415-322-9101. It's 415-322-9101. Let's go to Nick in Mountain View. Nick, how are you? Hey, fantastic. I wanted to be uh, caller number one of your uh, 10 caller list today. <laughs> hey, anyways, I had a question. Uh, is it time to prosper on tragedy and buy into BP, or do you think it's going to go any lower? Um, that's a good question. Some people think yesterday was called the capitulation day where it dropped four points today. It's up three points. So some people on wall street think that that was the capitulation point that gap down four points on 240 million shares. It could be what's called a capitulation day where even smart people say, you know what? Too much risk for me. So today it gaps up three points, making it a tough to establish a long position. Like you weren't able to buy on that four point down because today when you sobered up and said, I want it, it's already up three points. So um, I think if you can catch a bid on some selling, I would be a buyer. If you can take risk, if risk is your middle name, Nick from Mountain View, if danger is your middle name, this reward is huge. The downside could be huge too. So we don't, it's tough to quantify. For instance, we know, you know, 10,000 ducks equals X amount of dollars. We know 10,000 gallons equals X amount of dollars. But what we don't know is how many gallons there are out there and, and how damaging this ultimately becomes and how aggressive states get. For instance, if I owned a beach property in, in Texas or if I owned a beach property in, in Florida and oil starts you know, going up, I'm calling an attorney and saying, you know, I bought this million-dollar property that's now worth about 300000 and no, I can't rent it out this year. This year alone, I'm going to lose $40,000. I want BP to pay me for that. Uh, their fault, not mine. So I did nothing wrong. So we don't, it's tough to quantify. So Nick, it has a huge upside. If you believe that, you know, we're piling on in the media, if you believe that we're piling on in the exaggeration, if you believe that uh, the company will survive and not have to sell themselves in bankruptcy, I think the company will survive. I think the company won't have to sell themselves in bankruptcy. And I think at some point in time, a price will look cheap, but the headline risk is huge, Nick. So you have to have cojones of steel and or just um, be kind of crazy. Got to have that little crazy um, side to you, a little Mad Max, Mel Gibson, lethal weapon, crazy edge to you if you want to try to play BP. But yesterday was the day where people quit on it. And uh, like Heath Ledger said, you can't quit me. Uh, today, it's bouncing right back. Thanks for the call, Nick. And for the record, Nick, you kind of laugh like a horse. You went, <laughs> to me, that sounds like a horse laugh. 800 345 Five six three nine. I don't know if he was trying to insult me or if he was trying to praise me being one of my ten callers today. I don't know. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls on the air. In about an hour and five minutes, that's sixty-five minutes to you and me, the technicians of the world. We're going to be giving away a chance to win a nineteen-inch monitor. Brought to you by Geeks on Call. In about three to four minutes, I'm going to give you some catalysts that can move this market higher during the summer doldrums, during the summer of discontent. I'd like to hear your thoughts on what can move the market higher. 800-345-5639. I got tons of great content today. 
this isn't a ten minute show today. This is a two hour show where you're going to want to pay attention to every single thing because I got some great stock ideas in my back pocket for you. Eight hundred three four five five six or nine. Rob Black and your money. Nine ten a.m. More stimulating talk. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on nine ten a.m. More stimulating talk. I take your emails here at the Rob Black Show. No, it's not the Rob Black Show. I take your emails here at Rob Black and your money, because I love you. Let's just take a peek at one. Just take a peek at one, just to show you what comes in. Um, From words of history to now, how do you look at the uneven global budget deficits, tax rises, and the wand for global rebalancing? Are the central banks guessing at how to balance or have some rules change that taxes will help? Seems like I'm missing some information for this to work in a civil manner. Thanks, Terry. Now, that's a great, good God. I mean, there's so many things we could talk about on this show. Maxing out your 401k, greatest thing on the planet you could do. Greatest thing on the planet you could do. And then go knock boots this weekend and, and drink some beer and watch some soccer. Um, or we could talk about how different governments handle capitalism or socialism or communism. Um, and what's going on in China. China, for instance... I mean, I like my Nikes. I like my Nikes. I got to admit, and I, it's a horrible thing in the state of California to say that you like Nikes because this is a state of mm, we don't really have to buy that corporate thing because we got our own little shoe companies here. This is a, a state where you don't want to really be seen eating at, say, a cheesecake factory because we got some of the world's best restaurants here. So this is a state that's very unique and very individual. But you look around the world and you can see just totally different things going on. For instance, a little later in the show, I'm going to highlight South Africa as an investment. Why? Because the World Cup's going on in South Africa, and a lot of people are going to be talking about that. But what's going on in China right now? Ten years ago, 15 years ago, they were a communist country. Most of the people in the, in the, in the, most of the billions lived on farms, had no health care, had bad teeth. You heard about one baby per family kind of things. You, heard, you kind of heard about it, right? But now they said, you know, hey, let's get in the global economy. And how they did it was said, we'll manufacture your crap for cheap. We'll manufacture your iPods. We'll manufacture Nikes. We'll do whatever you ask us to manufacture. But manufacturing is low-paying jobs. Now, some people look back at the United States 30 years ago, and we were more of a manufacturing economy. So when oil would rise, it hurt our economy. Now we're more of a services economy. We've, we've outsourced our manufacturing. And what happens there is when there's a slowdown in the economy, we feel it a little bit tougher now. We're not as diverse as an, econ- as an economy goes. China's got the manufacturing. Now, they're pissed off because ultimately one of the things that they got to do to get into the world economy was they, they did cheap manufacturing. The people who do the cheap manufacturing are angry. They're 20-year-old kids. They're starting to rise up. They're asking for more. China wants to be – China wants Cisco. China wants Intel. China wants their own Microsoft. Um, and they don't have it. They don't have it at this point in time. They're getting there, but they want more high-paying jobs. So different economies are going to handle things in different ways. Now, like Germany, incredibly conservative. Don't run high deficits, great productivity, do great things. Greece, completely opposite. So, yeah, it's really tough. And anyone who acts like they know exactly where the market's going on the short term, they're crazy. They're smoking dope. I mean, they are honestly crazy. And if you believe them, you're stupid. You're just one of those people that are just flat out stupid. So I believe in capitalism. I believe that it's creative, but also I believe that it's destructive. We as a nation have taken a step more towards socialism in the last 10 years. 
both under President George W. Bush and President Barack Obama. That's not the worst thing in the world. But if you take a step towards socialism, you got to do something about it. You got to raise taxes. Like if you look at Europe where they're free health care, their gasoline's five to ten dollars a gallon. Ours is three. We need to double our, our gasoline prices overnight. Boom. Free health care for everyone. But we're not doing it. Instead, we're running these high deficits, which is a joke. We're spending money that we don't have. Would I be fine paying double for gasoline? I would. I think gasoline's incredibly cheap, all things considered. I think it's incredibly cheap. And if you wanted to double it to give free health care, I think that's a great and wonderful and noble thing. That's very European. I would sign off on that. Now, the downside on that is there's no right answer. There's going to be some ramifications. Suddenly, you give free health care, and our nation gets fatter, and the health care costs go bigger. And suddenly, twice as much gasoline, it's going to be three times as much. So I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm, I'm following. Um, there's no right answers. I like capitalism more than socialism. And if you really believe that I would honestly sign away double gasoline for free health care, I would want to think about that a little bit more. But that's the kind of thing that you have to do. You got to raise money. If you're going to spend money, don't spend money without raising money. So, yeah, that's just me. Um, okay, so one thing that we're looking at is the stock market. And that was a great email, Terry. And I don't know if I quite answered it or if I skirted around it. One of the things that people in the financial media like to do is they'll go, that's a great question. Now, here's my opinion. And it has nothing to do with the question. Um, It's a great way of of showing that you actually are connecting with people because they don't actually listen. But anyway, the the sparks of the economy, what's going to be the next spark that really moves the stock market higher? You know, is it going to be real estate? No, 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 no. Is it going to be consumer spending? No, 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 because we don't have jobs. The expansion of the mobile Internet could be one of those catalysts higher. Or... Could it be green energy? Those are the two that I'm betting on as far as, you know, the valuation of the markets are cheap. But I'm not seeing jobs roaring back. And again, the gov- our government's saying they're going to grow at a glacial pace. So if I'm looking for a short-term spark, I'm not looking at, at consumer spending. And, can re- and homes don't go up until jobs go up. Now, the U.S. economy, or jobs come down, jobless numbers, job creation goes up. Unemployment goes down. Anyway, the U.S. economy is slowly reviving right now, and it leaves behind each passing month the worst downturn since the Great Depression. Now, ultimately, if you take a look at the United States, you've got a lot of fatal arithmetic going on, and you've got an imperial decline in our country. Federal deficit at this point in time is at a record 9% of GDP. Typically, our federal deficit somewhere between 3 to 6% of our GDP, but it's at 9% now. Now, again, we're spending like drunken sailors to fight this global recession, to fight our recession, to fight our what was at one point in time the Great Depression or what we now have claimed called the Great Recession of our lifetime. National debt's at $13 trillion in the United States. I remember when I was a little boy, billion freaked people out. Now the word trillion is, is lobbied about pretty easy. So what's going to be our, our savior? It's going to be one of two things, in, in my opinion. It's probably going to be the mobile web. And or it's going to be alternative energy or just the push for alternative energy. So I think it's still remarkable to consider that just how quickly the Internet economy was established and how much it's going to happen in the next few years. You know, Apple came out with the iPhone and the iPod and the different iPads. And eBay did $300,000 plus of business last year on a consumer device. Not on the Internet, on a consumer device. Things are changing quickly. We keep hearing about cell phones. Potentially, you go to your favorite restaurant and you pay with your cell phone. I hate wallets. They make uh, they, they they mess up a guy's back. I hate them. I hate the idea that my cards are in there. I, I hate I hate it. If I could pay with my phone, I'd do it. 
If it were easy and well accepted, I'm in. So Apple, their stock has reached a greater market capitalization than Microsoft. They have this Netscape moment that's happening right now in the mobile internet market. The iPod, the iPhone, the iPad, they're simply the visible symbols to the rapid embrace of the wireless data, video, images, content, communication, commerce, global economy. Apple's at the hub of this right now. And the competition, the pace setters here are big and competition's huge. There's China Unicom, there's Samsung Electronics, there's Japan's Rakuten. The mobile internet's going to create more wealth and destroy more wealth than the mainframe computer, than, than the mini computer, than the personal computer, the internet, and the previous waves all put together. You're going to want to pay attention to this mobile push. You're going to be able to buy sodas with your mobile. You're going to be able to square up. Heidi and I go to lunch today. There's a, an app on the, the phone called you know, Square Up. So she doesn't drink. I, I, I'm a booze hound. Lunch tab comes to 40 bucks. I should probably pay 30 She should probably pay 10 Square up. We, we knock our phones together. She's paid me. I've covered the whole bill. I use it as a write-off. Ha, ha, ha. I get a little bit more bang for my buck than she does. The mobile Internet is going to destroy more wealth and create more wealth than anything we've seen in the Internet to date. Than anything we've seen in computing to date. That's my theory. I'm going to stand by it. I'm going to pound it to you on a regular basis that, that you're comfortable hearing that. Companies like Amazon, Google, and eBay, they're going to be peripheral players. The commerce done on the mobile application is going to be huge. And again, it's going to be bigger than anything you've ever imagined to put together. The mini computer, the mainframe, the personal computer, the internet, those four previous waves are all going to look silly compared to what the mobile application, mobile internet does. Now, the other angle is alternative energy. I don't have time to really hit alternative energy in this segment, but I will later in the show. Coming up next, I got Kim Commando. We're going to be talking all things technology. I would like to hear your opinion on what's the next big catalyst. What's the next big wave of spending? What's the next big wave of revenue? Will you be there or not? Let me give you an idea of an application that, that's out there. It's not there yet, but it will be. How about a Rob Black and your money mobile video application? Two bucks a month. Tiny, right? But suddenly I'm like a cable channel, and I didn't have to spend money getting into Comcast. You get the idea. It's going to be huge. Right around the corner, we got Kim Commando. In about 45 minutes, we're going to be giving away a 19-inch monitor brought to you by Geeks on Call. My friends at Geeks on Call, Bill Rockefeller, top-notch dude. This is a Bay Area company that I dig. They come to your house, they come to your business, and they fix your your technical needs, or they can set you up on technical needs. Pretty cool company. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639. Rob Black, your money, 910 AM. More stimulating talk. is Rob Black and your money on 9:10 a.m. More stimulating talk. And now, Rob Black. I opened up last segment with a very bold statement. That the mobile internet's going to create more wealth and destroy more wealth than the mainframe computer, the mini computer, the personal computer, and the internet, the four big previous waves of technology. And right at the heart of it is Apple. They've got the iPod, the iPhone, and the iPad. I think the way we do business with FedEx, the way we do business with JP Morgan, the way we do business with Costco, 
will be changed by the mobile internet. It's a concept people haven't put their head around yet, but here to help me on the consumer side, Kim Commando, digital goddess, host of her own radio show here, heard Sundays from one to three. Kim, the iPhone 4 came out, and I'm making some bold statements about mobile apps. Okay. Um, am I crazy? Uh, well, you know, we haven't, we haven't seen a fundamental shift. Yet. Well, but it's coming. Yeah. And we haven't seen, though, a shift like this. We saw it in, say, 1995. Yep. When everybody jumped on the PC bandwagon, they said, you know what, we really need to have a computer at home. Right. And we had one at work, but then we said, you know what, now we need, to car- we need to have one at home, we need to carry one around. And that was in 95. And we haven't really had anything since 95 um, until the iPhone hit. And then when the iPhone hit, that's when you saw this fundamental shift. And right now we're having, we are in the midst of this with the, um, with the iPad, believe it or not, because people are now reevaluating the laptop purchase saying, you know what? Uh, maybe I don't really need this laptop. Maybe all I need is, is, a, is a little slate, a little tablet to carry around. Agreed. So I think that some of the apps that we're seeing come out of Apple, and we'll talk about the iPhone in just a minute, um, and some of the apps that we're seeing developed for television, some of the apps that we're seeing developed uh, for other mobile devices, like uh, the Square one, where you and I can go to lunch and we can divvy our bill and, and sure. you can pay me I think that's going to be a reality. And again, I'm trying to, as a business person, trying to find the next big movement in Wall Street. And I think it's it's not unemployment. It's not housing. It, it's it's probably not alternative energy, but it could be. I think it's going to be the mobile app and uh, destroying companies, not like Visa, but dest- allowing retailers to get a little bit more power. Well, you know, what's interesting is that I, you know, we joke around a lot, but I was, um, and I'm going to say this, and you have to promise you're not going to make fun of me. I'm going to make fun of you. Okay. Um, is that I was voted one of the most powerful women in America wow. by Fortune magazine. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And um, and then I was invited to speak in front of these 100 women. And so, like, you know, Carol Bartz was there from Yahoo, and the gal was in charge of, um, it was all women. Pepsi. Uh, uh, pardon me? Probably the woman who runs Pepsi. Pepsi was there. I mean, it is a Dow Chemical. Uh, You know, you just name a corporation, and she was there. Okay. And and as a matter of fact, um, I sat next to Warren Buffett. He was the only guy in the room. Nice. Uh, But anyway, so it was pretty sweet. But in the midst of all this, I did did my speech, and then the president of Walmart came up to me afterwards. And she said to me, she said, I just have one question. Um, what do you think it's going to take for Walmart to be able to accept payments from our customers using their cell phones? Okay, so here we have, like, the biggest retailer, you know, who's been, and then as I was talking to her, she was explaining to me that they are, they're, they're now in the midst of creating their own app that will allow customers, when they come to Walmart, uh, not only swipe their own barcodes, but also pay the piper themselves by off of their cell phone, which I think is is amazing. Um, and, you know, when's that going to happen? You know, who knows? But like she, like I discussed with her, I think the biggest hang-up right now is not the technology as much as the carriers. Um, if you start looking at the mobile app marketplace, is that everybody wants a piece of the action. You've got the mobile developer. You've got Verizon, AT&T, whoever it is. They want a piece of the pie, and then so does the person who develops the app. And so, and now we have some ads coming in our apps, but I, I think it's, it's, it's an amazing time we live in. 
it is an amazing time we live in. And when you're sitting next to Warren Buffett, did you by chance prod him and, and go, hey, I love that song, Cheeseburgers in Paradise? <laughs> you know what I did is I looked at him and said, guys, stock tips. <laughs> That's funny. See, he looked at me like it was crazy, but he um, and then he told me a story about how him and his partner were having trouble getting into um, ladies' pants, panties, and so that's when they decided to buy Fruit of the Loom. <laughs> oh, that's cute. I know. I thought it was really cute. When your grandfather figure freaks you out by talking about <laughs> getting into women's pants, and then he has a good punchline that takes it all home. But then he, he admitted to being not, just so technically illiterate. That in the middle of um, of a deal that he was uh, he was about ready to to do is that he told the guy, listen, you know, don't 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 email me, don't call me, fax me with the paperwork, and he never got the fax. And then, like a week later, uh, he found out that the guy had left him a voicemail, uh-huh. all right, and telling him that the fax wasn't going through. <laughs> Oh, cute, cute. So anyway. So let's, Kim, let's get back on topic. I know you're going to talk about it this weekend from sure. 1 to 3 Sunday, this very station, Kim Commando show. Um, the iPod 4, not the iPod, but the iPhone 4, 100 new things that it does. But the one that we're all focusing on is the FaceTime application. Well, it's video conferencing, and video conferencing is is pretty popular in other parts of the world, primarily in the Asian marketplace. Um, and now it's coming over to the United States, and so now we have we have a dual we have dual cameras on this phone, and then there's one on the back, and that's for you to shoot 720p HD video. Uh, in addition to that, it's a five megapixel camera, which isn't as great as the Droid Incredible. That's actually an eight megapixel. So we got a five megapixel camera, and then a video camera on the back. Now on the front, that's where we have the video cam, so that this way we can have video conferencing, and that's what everybody's excited about. But there are some downsides to this thing right now. Is number one, it, the calls only take place over Wi-Fi. So if you're out and about and not near a Wi-Fi hotspot or at home, then you can't make the video call. In addition to that, it only works iPhone to iPhone, iPhone four rather to iPhone four. Right. So if your friend doesn't have an iPhone four, you're just uh, out of luck. So do you like the iPhone four? Was it a, a notable upgrade? You know, I like it. When you hold it, it's thinner. Uh, it seems it fits better in your hand. It's not as bulky, even though the other one wasn't bulky. Now, now it seems bulky. Looking at the iPhone four, it also has this um, stainless steel rim all around it, which is actually very cool because that's a what an antenna. So maybe we'll get more bars in more places because at the end of the day, remember it is still uh, a phone. And ultimately, that's been the big negative, and that's something that Apple didn't talk about when they released the iPhone four. They didn't say call quality is better. They totally ignored it. Yeah, and now you've got the whole AT&T with the breach of the iPad email addresses. I'm sure you've heard Yeah, that, um, I mean, 114,000 email addresses were exposed, which wasn't Apple's problem. It was on AT&T's website. And to me, I'm like apathetic. That kind of story in this day and age, Kevin, like it comes to the territory. I know. A lot of folks are freaked out about it when in reality, you know, what they got was just people's email address, not just, but... You know, the bottom line there is that you should have more than one email address anyway, and you want to use one for work, one for home, one when you, when you buy stuff online, one for newsletters, one that you use to – because I know that you do – you know, you sign up for a lot of sweepstakes to win free stuff. Absolutely, and one for your alternative lovers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an idiot. Uh, I so know. the night I met my wife, I said, this is going to be the mar- woman I'm married to for four to seven years. Well, you know, so then you introduce her as your future ex-wife. 
You so don't get my sense of humor, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm trying. That's I'm okay. trying. I'm trying. Someday I will. So what else do you got for us this weekend on your big shoe? Uh, we're going to talk about essential BlackBerry apps. Are there essential BlackBerry apps, or is that like an uh, oxymoron? Uh, there's some out there. And then we're going to be talking about um, some more Facebook issues and uh, what's going on with 3D TVs and, and if now is the time to buy and if there's some health hazards associated with it. And, you know, I just talk about everything digital under the sun. Okay. You name it, we're talking about it. You going to talk about Microsoft's natal? Uh, well, it's coming out in October, probably when it gets closer. It's going to be hot. They're going to. They will, you know what? I think this is going to be a great thing for them. They and they need the boost as a company. How about Microsoft Office Online? Have you played with that yet? Because I'm thinking about it. Well, you know, it's about time. <laughs> <laughs> it is, about, but they're calling it a companion to Office and not necessarily uh, a standalone product. Yeah, you know what? The web apps—they're pretty intuitive and it's very easy to use. Okay. Um. And, you know, is it going to save the ship? I don't think so. Uh, they need a lot more than – I mean, it's like, you know, every year you can depend upon a new version of Microsoft Office. You know, So it's like this is like, okay, another toolbar, another ribbon bar. But finally, they have simplified a lot of things, putting it on the web. It's funny because I only need like four things in that ribbon bar. <laughs> and yet there's like – there's hundreds. You're like, what does this do? Why do I need this? Make it go away. I just want to do the file save. They finally brought that back because nobody could figure out how to open a file before. Fantastic. <laughs> so love you, Kim Commando. We'll listen to the show this week, and I'll, I'll get digital lifestyle schooled, which I love. You bet. And you um, thanks for the, the content and the information, the effort. I always appreciate it. Thank you. Talk to you later. Absolutely. That's Kim Commando. You can hear her on the station one to three Sundays. You can find her on the line. It's Kim with a K. Commando with a K. Rob Black and your money coming up right around the corner. I got some stock news for you. This is Rob Black and your money on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. And now, Rob Black. Where are my phone calls? Who are these phone calls? I was watching a little Seinfeld last night because I had insomnia. I think that show's crazy overrated. Crazy overrated. Was it cute? Was it original? Yes, yes, yes. But it's a lot like two and a half minutes. It's got an LCD factor to it. A lowest common denominator. But uh, a little bit redundant, too. A little bit redundant. Anyway, um, totally digressing. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. I'm trying to come up with ideas for radio shows in the future, and I'm asking you to be part of the future of this show. I desperately want to move this show from 10 to noon to 3 to 7 or 4 to 7 or 5 to 7. I think it would be a better show. I think it would be a more interactive audience. I think I would have more time to reflect on what happened, and I would be smarter for you. I would offer a lot more. I would give you a lot more prep work. Right now, I'm limited by the time of the day. Of I can only get up at 5. I ain't going to get up at 4. No way. Uh-uh. Not going to happen. So anyway, um, yeah, you know, I, I can use a round table. I can use your noggin. Help me figure out where you want me to take things. For instance, I'm thinking about the idea of doing an investor week. You know, in San Francisco, we've got fleet week where the boats come into town and then we end it with the whole... Blue Angels flying around town and ooing and on us and showing us that our military is all that powerful. And dear God, you don't want to be on the opposite end of a Blue Angel. You would not want that in any way, shape, or form if they had armed munitions. 
So one of the things I'm thinking about doing is like um, an investor week or a money 101 week, an education week where I don't talk about Apple. Instead, I talk about how to invest. Uh, let me know what you think. Again, I, I need you. I need I need you because I can't quit you. Uh, I need you to help guide this show. Yesterday, for instance, um, I could do the news that BP, their stock fell 16% below 30. Rumors that the oil spill could cause the super major to go bankrupt. Pretty crazy rumors. Today, it's up 15%. So the company provided an update on the oil spill and their 6K filing. They're still financially feasible. Today, Del Monte raised their dividend 80, by 80% and initiated a $350 million repurchase program. If you're going to buy individual stocks, one thing you can do to get the odds in your favor are look for buybacks as well as dividend increases. Dividend increases tell you they got cash in a worst-case scenario. Buybacks tell you that they're trying to increase their earnings per share by buying back their shares. Buybacks tell you that they're using their money to they look at value in their shares. I like those two things. That would be like... Mm, dating a person who goes to the gym and who saves 15% of their paycheck. You know that they're going to the gym, so they're going to stay healthy, in theory. And you know that the fact that they save 15% of their paycheck in their 401k, let's say something bad happens. Well, they got a little bit of cushion, a little bit of financial cushion for the pushing, so to speak, so they can survive. It's things that you look for. You know, you don't want to date a guy who plays video games. And has no money and lives on unemployment. It ain't going to go well. It ain't going to go well in the end. Maybe great sex for the first couple months. But after that, it's going to peter out. Because his confidence ain't going to be there. So I like buybacks. I like them a lot. I like them a lot. Dumb and Dumber. One of the greatest movies of all time. For pull quotes. For pull quotes. When the canaries are all dead. (laughs) And he's still talking to them. Blind guy can't see that they're dead. Fantastic fantastic or parrots or canaries they're the same things to me see see i'm smart with money not so smart with with animal life i can't tell the difference between a canary and a parrot i don't want to take the time to learn i can tell the difference between but i don't you see where i'm at with this so del monte do you remember when you were a kid del monte peaches and del monte bananas well now that you're older they still make del monte you know you with me on that um kellogg makes cereals they're great is it they're great or it's great it's ah, whatever it is. Tony the Tiger. He's been around since my childhood. So they get an upgrade today. Now, company called AutoZone downgraded. Remember when our economy was stinking? We're in a recession. People weren't buying cars this time last year. Now we're hearing about car sales up 20, 30, 40% year over here. A year ago, this made a lot of sense because people weren't buying cars. So they'd go to AutoZone and they'd get their oil. They'd go to AutoZone and make sure that they took care of their car. They'd go to AutoZone and get spark plugs. When their car started, you know, crapping down, breaking down, they they weren't going and buying a new one. So that doesn't make any sense now because we're seeing the sales of, of new cars doing great. Lululemon. They sell very sexy yoga clothes. Now, I can't do yoga. I can't sit. I don't want to sit Indian style. I don't want anyone to look at my crotch. I feel self-conscious doing yoga. Don't like it. Don't want to do it. I don't want to do a downward dog where a hot chick next to me looks over and goes, you're not very flexible. And then she's got her legs behind her head. And I'm like, good God, you freak. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. But she's looking at me like I can't touch my toes. Um, so Lululemon makes incredibly sexy clothes. Their earnings uh, jumped 69% year over year. That's a stock that you have to pay attention to on bad days. 
It's not a stock you pay attention to on good days. It's a stock you pay attention to on bad days. And what that means is it's it's on your shopping list. Right now we're in a summer of discontent. Today we're up 209 points. Sweet! If in the last hour of the trading we go down to up 10, I wouldn't be surprised. we got a lot of things that we're trying to think about right now. Jobs data, China trade growth, British petroleum. One day they're down, one day they're up. So it's all problematic, if you know what I'm saying. It's all something we're thinking about that we want to put into a box. Okay, so I was talking about the next sparks for the economy. I don't think it's going to be real estate. I don't think it's going to be consumer spending and jobs. I think it's going to be the mobile internet. And I think it could also be, and I talked about the mobile internet in great detail at 20 after. If you want to hear that, please, by all means, go to iTunes and get a, a podcast of the show. It's free under Rob Black and Your Money, Rob Black and Your Money. Or if you want to get it on your phone, on a mobile app, part of a mobile commerce, part about the thing that's changing the world, you can go to iTunes and actually buy the app for your phone, your pad, your pod. I've got it on my pod because I'm cool like that. You can actually buy the Rob Black and Your Money um, application. And it's just the radio show with Twitter, with email, with couple other things like the Super Secret Podcast. I got a great one today for, that I'm going to add to the Super Secret Podcast either today or Monday. Um, but it, it's great. Like Tony the Tiger says, it's great. Um, where do I go with this? Um, the only thing I want you to do, if you buy the app, give me glorious feedback and just make stuff up. Say like I met Rob once. He's seven foot two. He's fantastic. Say, um, you know, I, I bought one of his stocks and it made me 10 million zillion dollars. Just make stuff up. I just want positive feedback so that I can get noticed on the national stage. And finally, I can leave this crap hole. Whoops, I should hit the dump button on that. Finally, I can leave this. No, 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 no. Um, well, okay, you get the idea. It's all about Rob's big fat head getting bigger and fatter and feeding the beast. So anyway, let's talk about the other thing that can be a catalyst. And I'm looking for you, you, to give me some ideas on catalysts. Oil recently down on on concerns about global economic growth, right? So there's a dean on Wall Street, a guy named Charles Maxwell. He works with a company at Whedon and Company. He sees higher oil prices in the future. He sees oil at $150 a barrel in 2015. He sees oil at $300 a barrel by the year 2020. You want to have some investments in this. You do. The biggest boom in energy efficiency and and conservatism, conservation, excuse me. Um, So we need to start conserving and we will at some point and as oil goes higher our conserving and our efficiency will get bigger and bigger so this could be one of those things that changes things like ge company does have a heavy energy component such as compressors and training engines but they're going to need to retrofit the capital infrastructure of the world they're going to have to retrofit homes and businesses they're going to have to retrofit the energy grid potential economic growth engines you know i i think are true I think it's true. I think it's going to be alternative energy. I think energy technology is going to be a lot like information technology. Um, over the next 30 years, energy technology is going to be a lot like information technology over the next 30 years. The changes we see in energy technology is going to be huge. It's going to be 30 years. But again, you go back 30 years in the Internet. Go back to 1980. Whoa, 1980 was 30 years ago? Yep. That's when all the IT changes started to happen. And I think today you're going to start seeing as oil starts creeping higher, over the next 10, 20, 30 years, I think the changes that you see in energy are going to be just as important as the changes you saw in IT. So Yogi Berra once said, it's tough to make predictions, especially about the future. Nuclear energy, nanotechnology, biotech, they never quite lived up to their hype. Never did. 
So what's going to be the next thing that creates creation, that creates money, that creates destruction? It's going to be, in my opinion, alternative energy and, and how we retrofit. Retrofit's going to be the phrase that pays. On top of that, I think it's going to be mobile internet technologies and how we change the f- fiscal systems that we're living in at this point in time. What do you think? 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Out of the area? Pick up the phone. Give me a call. 415-322-9101. 415-322-9101. Coming up in 15 minutes, I'm going to give you your fourth and final chance to win a 19-inch monitor tomorrow. Brought to you on by Geeks on Call. Today's going to be a keyword. And the way this contest works, and people are so stupid. I mean, people are so naive. No, no, no. People can't quite figure out how contests work that are too complicated. You got to go to talk910.com, talk910.com. I'm going to give you a keyword in 15 minutes. And there you're going to see the, a big picture of a monitor. Okay? Click on that big picture of a monitor and boom, you're into the contest. Nowhere on the page does it say click on the big picture of the monitor and you're into the contest. <laughs> oh, good God, I'm dying. I'm choking. I can't breathe. Um, but you're going to have to click on the monitor and then you're going to punch in a key. You're going to punch in an email and then you're going to punch in the keyword. Then we give you in about 14 minutes. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. Coming up right around the corner, headline news. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.